And now, with Sound Investing, here's Paul Merriman. Thank you for joining me uh, for this very special podcast. But before it starts, I just want to give you a heads up. At the end of my presentation, Craig Apple, the, the young fellow who created this amazing lifetime investment calculator, he is going to explain how I got the numbers for this presentation. And my hope is that you will learn how to use this calculator and you will find it fascinating, I think, I certainly do, in testing the past. You will learn things about investing that I suspect you never knew. So on with the podcast. This podcast may actually be one of the most important I've ever recorded. And it has a real personal meaning to it as well, above and beyond the, the academics or the ideas about successful investing. I am sitting in my office in our home in San Miguel de Allende. Many of you know that many years ago, my wife and I visited, in fact, about 15 years ago, we visited San Miguel for 10 days. We came here uh, as uh, I had been working very hard, as my wife had as well, and um, we had talked to people about where could we go to uh, just have a laid-back, uh, quiet kind of a vacation. And uh, um, my daughter, Julie, uh, suggested that we go to San Miguel. She had heard from many people that it was a wonderful place to be. And in fact, in many of these surveys in travel magazines, it pops up as one of the top uh, destinations where people want to go. Well, we went there and we literally, I mean, we got in about one o'clock in the morning because of flight delays and had no idea as we drove down to these barren streets uh, that where you, all you see are the fronts of, the, of their homes. Uh, and, and then to wake up in the morning and walk out and to be hit by the beautiful sky and the flowers and the colors, it was just overwhelming. And before we left, we had, <laughs> we had made an offer uh, to buy a home here, uh, which we did. And uh, it has been a wonderful, wonderful run. Uh, I hope someday you'll have a chance, if you haven't, to, to visit this uh, uh, wonderful place, art, music, food, and weather. Uh, and there are lots of Americans and Canadians who have uh, come here to, to, to call this home, and I can certainly see why, but... Uh, by the time you get this podcast, this recording, we will have sold our home and be on the way uh, back to our real home on Bainbridge Island. And um, I, I just uh, I just have so many amazing memories. One of those memories is sitting here in my office. Uh, oftentimes surrounded by towels and pillows and things to try to muffle the sound. 
my office are these high, tall walls. There are no curtains. It's a, it's a wonderful office, but it's not great for recording. Uh, but here, here, here I am, back in that office for my last podcast from uh, San Miguel de Allende. And boy, what a podcast I want it to be. We never know when we're reaching out to communicate information to others whether we're going to hit a single, a double, a triple, a home run, or just a strikeout. But I think the information that I'm about to share with you is truly some of the most important information that uh, I have been able uh, to present and it's information that came as we were putting together our plans for 2022. What can we do to continue to improve, to upgrade, to make better the information we share with investors? What can we do for the first-time investor, the pre-retiree, the retiree? Can we give you information that we believe, at least, will be life-changing and I went back and read a bunch of John Bogle's work uh, as I was thinking about how we could do this better, because in a way you could say nobody did it better than John Bogle, uh, even though we believe that there's academic evidence that you can do it better, but some of the basics that he taught were just so good. And one of the things that popped out at me was when he wrote about the only way to guarantee your fair share of stock market returns. And as I thought about that, I realized that is what we are talking about. As I've said before, John Bogle's goal in educating people was to help them have enough. Now, enough is a, is a term that would mean something different to each person, but to have enough to take care of themselves financially for the rest of their life, to not be a burden to somebody else, to enjoy the things they wanted to have. So, I, too, feel the same way. Chris, Daryl, Craig, Rich, all the people in our foundation, that is exactly what we are after except for one thing. We focus, on, and, and, and maybe it sounds like we're being greedy, but really not. We are focused on showing you how to have more than enough. And one of the reasons that is meaningful to me is because I know and you intuitively know that none of us know what enough is going to be. I can't even say that I know what more than enough is going to be. But I had an idea when I built my plan, and I suspect that you would have ideas about what enough is and what more than enough is. I can tell you that the, the causes that my wife and I care about and want to leave money, they're hoping that we have more than enough. I suspect even our children might be interested in having us have more than enough. But John Bogle 
Remember the things he said about how to be a successful investor. And it's, it's in, in many ways, it's what we talk about today. He would say, don't do anything. Just stand there. In other words, he wanted you to put money into index funds and then not be either for your personal emotional reasons or because Wall Street wants you to be jumping around looking for the next best way to make money, but to put the money away in a way that, in essence, you can do it for a lifetime. Because all the things that either you do or others do for you are likely to reduce your fair share of stock market returns. And when I look at the, at, the, at the book that we came out with a little over a year ago, we're talking millions, those 12 <clears throat> simple ways to supercharge your investments or your retirement, those are really mostly about finding ways to make a good return, mostly driven by the stocks in your portfolio, but to be able to stand there and not have to continually be worrying about, am I doing the best that I can? So we focus on expenses. We focus on turnover and taxes. We focus on on, uh, how much in equities and how much in fixed in and what kind of equities and all of these things that, uh, uh, if you make the right decision, are likely to lead to better rates of return over the long term. And by the way, I think you will also, in the process, particularly if it works for you, you're likely to share that with your family members. And during all of my thinking and thinking and thinking about this and trying to get better at what we do, I realized that the biggest decision that we make and we've talked about the most important investment decisions many times. We talked about saving because if you don't save, you're not going to get anywhere. We've talked about who you trust to take advice from, that that might be the biggest decision that you make. But I've had an epiphany. The most important decision that we make in terms of adding the millions, and I'm talking, I'm talking millions, the many millions of dollars over our lifetime that will either go through our hands to support us or be left to others, that that number one thing is to get an education so that you can be a do-it-yourself investor. That's that. That's it. Because if you are committed to being a do-it-yourself investor, you are in the driver's seat. You take responsibility for the equity asset classes. You take responsibility for how much in fixed income and how much in equity. You take responsibility for how much you're willing to pay in expenses. All these basic, simple steps that make you a better do-it-yourself investor investor. And as I thought about that, if you if you take the time, and I'd like to think 
that it's no more than somewhere between what, 25 to 50 hours of study and you know, reading and watching and talking with people uh, that, you, that you trust. That you could be, you will be a good do-it-yourself investor. Of course, of course, you have to be willing to not only make these great decisions, but then you have to stay the course. At least that's that's what do-it-yourself investors who believe in buy and hold do or are supposed to do. So as I thought about that, being a do-it-yourself investor, it brought up a decision that we did not even include in We're Talking Millions. Yes, we came up with 12 really individual decisions, each one on its own, a million-dollar decision. But there's one more. Well, there's actually more than one, but this is a biggie. And that is when you are a do-it-yourself investor, you are likely doing all those little things right, and you are not hiring somebody and paying them something to do what you've learned to do. Now, I built, with the help of a lot of really great people, and I mean great people, a fine organization to serve people, to help them with their money and their investments, and making good life decisions around the money and investments. And I built that business starting in 1983 by offering free public workshops. Uh, There was a three-hour presentation that I made about buy and hold, and then there was a three-hour presentation I made about market timing, And sometimes I really confuse people because I invited them out for a six-hour presentation, all free. Didn't buy them lunch, but the the, the day was free. And they learned both of these ways of managing money. And I know that many people walked away confused about what I really believed in, but I was trying to give them the tools to be the best do-it-yourselfer they could be And then, if they weren't going to do it, we'll do it for you at what we consider to be a fair price. But I, today, want to talk with you about that fair price. Not because it isn't legitimate what they charge, but because when you pay that, you are asking somebody else to do it for you. Now, by the way, even even the most uh, uh, seasoned do-it-yourself investor is going to pay somebody something. For example, if what you decide to do is to use a target date fund on a do-it-yourself basis and you choose the Vanguard target date fund, and by the way, next year their target date fund uh, management fees are going down significantly, I think in, in March, but that you're asking them to manage the money for, let's say, one-tenth of one percent a year. See, I mean, that is so small 
when you add up all the ways, as a matter of fact, John Bogle wrote about all the different ways Wall Street gets a whack at you, it came out to over 2% a year. And that's what the that's what the actively managed funds had to overcome in order to produce as good a return as an index fund would overcome. And 2% a year is a lot. But it's not... It's a lot more than people know. Most people know. You may know, but I'm about to show you uh, how much it costs. But I'm not going to talk about 2%. I want to talk about 1% because that is the, the fee. When you, when you are a 20-something starting out investing, you're more than likely doing that through, uh, uh, through a 401k where you work or you're doing it through an IRA. And you're probably on your own because many of the places that offer investment advice, serious investment advice, on an individual basis require a half a million, a million minimum. Yes, some are 100,000, but you know when you're getting started, you don't normally have 100,000. So you are on your own to pick and choose amongst the 401k offerings, or in the case of the IRA, you know, the world is your oyster because you have literally thousands and thousands of things you could put that IRA investment into. But as you get older and you have sufficient amount of money that uh, people will, what I've always said, crawl across crushed glass to get to you because they, they want to manage your money if you won't manage it uh, properly on your own because the management fees can help build a, a, a nice income uh, for a good advisor. So let's talk about that 1%. Remember in the book, and in articles we've written and podcasts that we've made, we have made a, a serious claim that if you could just find an extra one half of 1%, that that would, in fact, produce an extra million dollars or more for most people over a lifetime, a half a percent. And here we're looking at, uh, in the case of, of the hiring an advisor, it's often 1%. Well, you may find some place where it's a half a percent. You may be part of some robo-program that, that's less than 1%. But in today's discussion, I want to focus on that 1%. And as long as I was doing that, I decided to look at a couple other things that a great do-it-yourself investor would do that could make a real difference over a lifetime. I'm talking, I really am talking millions, and you're going to see that in just a second. And I'm going to make it really hard for myself to make the point. I'm going to have to jump over some hurdles to come up with that million dollars with you not investing a lot to, to get to the point where you would have this impact, because I'm talking not about a lifetime of investing right here. I just want to focus on the years of retirement. And to, to, to do this right, I'm going to be making reference 
to a couple of tables, uh, and Craig, well, we call it the Merriman Financial Education uh, Calculator, but Craig Apple developed this calculator, and we're getting absolutely rave reviews for people who are digging into it, and I'm going to show you why in just a few minutes, but we will have links to the two fine-tuning tables that we'll uh, be referencing. One is for the S&P 500, so that you can see the the returns over the last uh, 51 years of the S&P 500, not only as an all-equity investment, but with some combination, many combinations of fixed income and equity. But the equity position, this would be what John Bogle would probably want for you to do, is just the S&P 500. And then... I'm going to look at the same period of time, the same kind of fine-tuning table, but this one is going to be using the U.S. four-fund strategy. And the reason I, I, I want to use that is because we have so much data on the S&P 500 and the asset classes in the four-fund strategy going all the way back to 1928, all this stuff that was dug out by the academics, so that we can see all the evidence that might help us make a decision that's going to change what we end up with over a lifetime. So the fine-tuning tables, uh, the two of those fine-tuning tables, and then... Uh, a, a series of the uh, computer, uh, the calculator printouts to show uh, a period of time, 30 years. We're going to make the assumption that you retired in 1970 and you walked right into the one of the biggest bear markets in history uh, and you, you live off of that investment that you made in 1970 for 30 years. And at that point, you pass on and you leave whatever's left to others. And what we're looking to do for you and you for yourself is to find that combination of equity and fixed income, you know, all equity early on, but by the time we get to retirement, typically we're talking about some combination of equity and fixed income. Uh, and to then get the most to live off of without threatening the, the, the body of money, the, uh, the, the principal, uh, and then hopefully leaving something to others. And so here's, here's what the assumptions are. One is we're going to look, you'll actually see numbers in the calculator uh, printouts there that you'll have, uh, the tables, you'll, you'll see the returns uh, and what would have happened out of those returns uh, from 1970 through 1999. The assumption is you're going to start with a half a million dollars. Now, I gave up. I gave in. I, 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 I rolled over. I caved. I caved. So many people complain because I say, well, we start with a million when we retire, and, well, 
Actually, I think if you do it right, starting with a million is probably going to be much less than you will have. Because I do know this. If you put away over 40 years, $6,000 a year, now that happens to be the amount of an IRA, but that also is about 10% of the average income of all uh, households in in the United States, and you got an 8% compound rate of return, which, by the way, is, if you look at the history of returns, about what you would expect from a target date fund over that 40-year period. Lots of equity up front, a lot of fixed income at the end. But $6,000 a year at 8% over 40 years turns into more than $1.5 million. So, all right, I'm caving. I'm going to say, what if you only had $500,000 to live on and you lived on it by taking out 4% a year? And I make the assumption, like my wife and I do, that you take that 4% out at the first of the year. So you're going to take $20,000 out at the, at the first of that 1970. And what do we know by looking at the fine-tuning tables of the S&P 500 that for a, and I'm just going to focus here on the 50 and 60% equity positions, that would then mean 50 and 40% fixed income, that the S&P 500 and bonds had an unusually high return. I mean, this was, this was, uh, this was a great 50-plus year run here, but that was 9.3% uh, for the 50-50 and 9.6% uh, for the 60% equity. Now, right there, right there we have a chance to learn something. Because in looking at what happened in terms of what you took out and what you had left over, if we look at the 50 versus the 60%, and if we look at what we took out and what was left over, and the 60% paid out a lot more, well, then we'll look at that lot more number in a few minutes, You could say, as a great do-it-yourself investor, I have been investing in equities, let's say, for for 40 years, if you are a first-time investor in their 20s, and I am comfortable with having 60% in equities. A lot of people are, at least when they first retire. And then... I'm going to give you a chance. So, so we have a, the ability to see, just using the basic S&P 500, the difference between 50% and 60%. And then I'm going to give you another chance to select the four-fund strategy because it did make more money over that same period of time, 1970 through uh, 2020, uh, it compounded at 10.1, so seven-tenths of 1% more than the uh, the same 
combination of equity and fixed income with the S&P 500. And when we look at the 60%, it was a full 1% additional return. So we can see, using the calculator, how you would have done if you started with $500,000 and you took out 4% and, oh, and by the way, you rebalanced uh, uh, along the way uh, as a part of the process. You don't have to rebalance, but let's just assume uh, that you did. And by the way, I think the power of compounding uh, and um, oh, over, oh, yeah, there were some big bear markets uh, during this. Well, in fact, it was one really, really big bear market uh, and a lot of bull markets. So let's let's take that into consideration when we look at this. But on the other hand, you can test any 30-year period that you want uh, over between this 1970 and 20, uh, 2020 uh, and and pretty soon we'll have 2021 added to this. Uh, so you can test all sorts of different periods. You can start out in a bull and end in a bear. You can do it for 10 years, 20 years. You can even do it for 40 years. But I want to I want to I want to focus in here on the bottom line because when I look at the S and P 500, uh, I see. That at the end of 30 years, left over for the heirs, over $4 million, $4 million, almost $60,000, plus paid out $1,678,000. And when you look at the table, you will notice that you started by taking out a little, but because the portfolio grew and grew and grew, uh, the contributions got bigger and bigger. Yes, sometimes you'd have a setback and you'd take a little less than the previous year. But that is a way. Remember, we started with a half a million dollars. And so the outcome of all of that was the combination of adding together the four million. 59,000 and the 1.68,000 uh, for a total of about $5.7 million out of that 500,000 because you sat there and didn't do anything except, well, maybe rebalance. Okay, what about if you made the decision to go 10% more? In equities, and instead of the 50-50, you do 60-40. Well, instead of ending up with about $4 million, for others, you end up with almost $4.6 million. And instead of uh, $1.678 million in distributions, it's $1,723 million in distributions. So when we compare adding that extra 10% equity and I think if you do, that comes out of you being uh, a more experienced, knowledgeable, do-it-yourself investor. You would pick up an additional $560,000 for you and for others. 
Now, by the way, you could go into the calculator and instead of taking out 4%, you could take out 5% and see how much you have to spend and how much you have to leave to others. That's why this calculator for people, I think, is so much fun, and I think it teaches some great lessons. Now, that's not a million-dollar difference, that 560000 But remember where we started? Started with the idea that if you put away $6,000 a year and got an 8% compound rate of return, that you would have had not 500000 but a million and a half at retirement. And you could then multiply the $560,000 by three, and now we're talking a million and a half impact of going from the 50-50 to the 60-40. These are all these little decisions that we make that truly are life-changing. And before I go to the what I really see is the topic of the day, and that is to be able to take care of this all on your own, other than the very small fees you pay to people like Vanguard to own the diversified portfolios, you could also use the four-fund strategy. And for those who don't know the four-fund strategy, Again, I want you to go look at the fine-tuning table, but here's what it is. Instead of all S&P 500 equity, it is 25% S&P 500, 25% large-cap value, 25% small-cap blend, 25% small-cap value. It's still all U.S., and we we have information going back to 1928 so that you can see the impact of using that strategy. And here's what we've learned as a good do-it-yourself investor, that like small cap value and small cap blend are more volatile one year at a time than an S&P 500, no question. But when we look at the volatility of returns, when we look at 10-year periods, it turns out the four-fund strategy is more stable than the S&P 500. And in fact, I'm going to ask Margie if she will put another link uh, in the notes to this presentation that will take you to the, the, the chart that shows in decades the returns of small and large and value and blend. And, of course, the large blend is the S&P 500. You will see the returns and be able to compare which you think is more stable. But let's say that you came to the conclusion that the four-fund strategy was that would be good for you. Instead of $5.7 million in distributions, And what you left to others, it's $6.9 million. Instead of the 60-40 being $6.3 million in distributions and what you left to others, it's $7.8 million. So the difference 
now uh, is about between the 60-40 and the 50-50 using the four funds itself is over $900,000. Now we're multiplying times three. Now we're talking about a $2.7 million difference. So if you went, if I just look at the 50-50 S&P 500, and it was about $5.7 million, and I look at the possibility of going to 60-40 for fund strategy, it would be almost $7.9 million on a $500,000 investment. But there is more. And this is the big, huge payoff for the do-it-yourself investor. I said earlier that when you are young and you don't have much to invest, number one, it's going to be easier for you because your decisions are not going to seem as important as they really are because the amount of money is so small. But when you are into the process, let's say 20 years and you're changing jobs and there's a whole bunch of money in your 401k, everybody in the industry is holding their hand up and saying, take me, take me. Remember those people who will crawl across crushed glass to help you? But oh no. You have taken the time to be a do-it-yourself investor. Now, what does that mean? Well, for purposes of getting a sense of what the savings is to you, there is one really easy way to test what the likely payoff is to you. Because if you pay somebody, and you could test it for a quarter of 1%, you could test it for a half, you can use the calculator to do that, but I am going to assume that because you became a real do-it-yourself investor, you didn't pay somebody that 1%. That the 1% would reduce the annual fee. Let's just make it simple. This is not exact but it would be about a 1% reduction in the fee. might be just a little bit more because of the way that the fees are calculated. But let's just, for the sake of simplicity, say that you just paid it 1% uh, a year. Here is the difference, and you can do this with the calculator, and here's why you can do it is there is a place where you can reduce the historical returns by any percentage you want. If you wanted to take John Bogle's lead, and you read his, his work about how much it costs you to deal with Wall Street, which is over 2% a year, you could actually, you could actually go in and reduce these returns by 2%. But let's just look at this, what we'll call the investment advisory fee reduction. What would it cost you in returns? And I want to go back, and you can go look at those uh, those printouts that uh, you have access to, but I want to look at the 50-50 S&P 500 without paying the fee. And if you recall, you got over $4 million dollars. If you take out the 1% a year over that 30 years, you will uh, end up 
with instead of $4 million, you will end up with about $3 million one. And instead of 1.678 million in distributions, uh, you will end end up with 1.4 million dollars. So the bottom line is this is over a million dollar difference on the 50-50 by not paying that fee. So you would have walked away with less money to spend and less money to leave to others. And that 1% would be, that would be what you paid to have somebody do that for you. Now, you may say that they are going to make you more money than you would because you're not a good do-it-yourself investor. You don't want to deal with it. I don't care why you don't want to deal with it, but you just don't, and you're willing to pay somebody to do that. I just want you to know how much that something is that you're paying. And the reward, and I'm particularly, well, I mean, this would retire, this would apply to a 65-year-old just like it would to a 20-year-old, but boy, to the 20-year-old, it, it, it's huge because we're talking about probably 70 years of doing it right versus 70 years of doing it in a way that will likely leave you with less. You might say, yeah, but they're going to help me buy some really good actively managed funds. There is no evidence they're going to do that. They would do you a bigger favor simply putting you into index funds because we know that over 20-year periods, very few actively managed funds beat the indexes. Now, if we go to the 60-40 S&P 500 and we take out the 1%, the amount of money left at the end of 30 years is about a million dollars difference. And the amount of difference uh, is about, in, in the payouts, is about 300000 And I got to keep reminding you, we're talking about doing this with a half a million. You're not going to have a half a million at age 65. And then if we look at the U.S. four fund strategy, and remember, we're not talking all equities. We're talking 50-50 or 60-40. So we're talking about pretty conservative, uh, and and this is, by the way, 60-40, well, this is in retirement, so it's not not overly conservative, but but you would have built more in terms of what you would have at 65 if you had used the four funds, but now we're left with, okay, how would you have done with the four funds 50-50 50-50 versus without the 1% and 50-50 taking the 1% out, it's over a million dollars. And and it is about 400,000 difference in the payout. And by the time we get to the 60-40 using the U.S. 4 fund without paying the 1%, you're left with 5.5 about $6 million, uh, in what's left over. And in the case of taking out the 1%, you'd be left with about $4.2 million. I mean, these differences are just huge. And kind of on average, 
by not paying the 30%, I mean, I'm sorry, the 1%, you end up with about 30% more in what's left over and paying out about 20% more over this period of time. Now, I know these are lots of numbers, and I know that people who really want to be a a proficient do-it-yourself investor, you're going to look at the calculation pages that will help you understand this. In fact, those, those pages of the calculator are so wonderful because they show you year by year what you started with and you took money out and what you were left with. You can see very clearly the red numbers is where you you ended up with less than the year before. You can get a sense of what that ride at 50-50 would be, what that ride at, at, at 60% equity would be. And by the way, I didn't talk about it, but there's also a 40% equity column there. And there's also an all equity column. And during 2022, I am going to talk some about an all-equity portfolio all the time, and I'm also going to be talking about an all-60-40, 60 equity, 40 fixed income, all of the time, because the evidence is there that if you combined the four-fund U.S. strategy uh, with bonds uh, over a 50-plus-year period, that the 60-40 would actually have made almost exactly the same as the S&P 500 100% equity. Wouldn't it be wonderful if a young investor who didn't have a lot of risk tolerance could actually capture long-term equity returns without having to take all of the risk. We're going to do our best to show you how. So uh, as we wind down this year, thank you all so much for uh, having uh, participated with us Um, We continue to grow because you continue to tell other people about our work, about our free access to, we're talking millions, there's so many things you can do to to, to help us, And, uh, and I promise we are doing more next year to help you, and I really do hope it will help. And happy holidays to all of you. Thank you. That was Paul Merriman with Sound Investing. Sound Investing, soundinvesting.com, and paulmerriman.com are produced and exclusively owned by Paul Merriman, who is solely responsible for their content. For more information, free articles, mutual fund recommendations, and more, visit paulmerriman.com.